0: Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries.
1: You know, I worked in retail for many, many years until I really started to hate the end of the year. Since I don't like to hate anything, except the color pink, but that's a whole conversation for another show, I decided that I needed to find a different career. I still break into a cold sweat when I see Christmas decorations sharing space with the ghouls and goblins of Halloween. And... It's becoming more and more difficult to avoid the ever-increasing number of cologne ads and toy commercials that herald the season when I'm trying to veg out in the evening. And thank goodness for DVRs and the ability to just go, to, to just whiz right through them. Unfortunately, for many of us, we don't have this same whizzing ability to get through the stress that seems to come in lockstep with all of the tinsel and garland and lights of the holiday season. So, you know, it always makes me wonder what it is that makes this time of year so stressful, and is there anything that we can do about it? So to answer these questions, I'm joined by Dr. Mark Borg. He's the founding partner of the Community Consulting Group and a supervisor of psychotherapy at the William Allison White Institute, and Daniel Berry, the Assistant Director of Nursing for Risk Management at a public hospital in New York City. And they are two of the authors of the book, How We Use Dysfunctional Relationships to Hide from Intimacy, and we'll get to that book a little bit later. But first, thank you so much for joining me. It's a
2: pleasure. Thank you. We're happy to be here.
1: (laughs) Well, so, okay. So I've talked about this for years, and I've actually written a couple of blog posts about how to survive the holidays, you know, with your sanity intact. (laughs) But why is it that at this particular time of the year, it gets so stressful?
2: Well, Danny and I... I, I, I'm sorry Well, <laughs> so Danny and I up yeah I guess two is two is a little easier than three but not always easy we're, we're still learning too, but you know um, Danny and I and grant our partner dr. Grant Brenner um, we focus on primarily caretaking and that that's really you know our primary focus for when we address stress whether it's related to the holidays whether it's related to couples or work and so you know when we look at caretaking you know we we look at imbalance in caretaking and we think the holidays are a hot spot for emotional log jams and how we give and take <laughs> so the holidays are a time for <laughs> I think so. I mean, there, there are time for giving and receiving, and too often without realizing it, uh, we get caught up in one side or the other. You know it's a process either either giving or receiving, and we just get lost. We get stuck, and, and, and we, we distance ourselves emotionally from each other, which causes immense stress.
1: Well, and I, I think that there's it. a lot of also stuff, you know, where, you know, I'm, I'm not sure whether we should ban the Hallmark Channel from the television, <laughs> but I think there's a whole lot of unrealistic expectations about what we're all supposed to be doing in the holidays. Mm, and, you know, I've, I've run across a lot of people that maybe, you know, maybe they don't have great family relationships Or, you know, and all of a sudden it's all supposed to be love and fun and we're supposed to be going back. And it's like, oh, my gosh, does anybody really think about what happens when they go back into their family of origin? Oh, my gosh. That's that's right. Ah!
0: That's right. Well, that's one of the key things, I think, There's um, all this stuff that you mentioned around Christmas, all this uh, making pretty, uh, that perhaps distracts our attention from what it's really been like to be a member of our family. And, to, and whether it's the holidays or not, really doesn't make a whole lot of difference in what the dynamic is, really. I was struck by your use of the, a language where you indicated getting in lockstep with the holidays, like mm. like. There really is this highly charged expectation, and yeah. the expectations are the killer uh, because right. nobody, uh, n- nobody can live up to expectations like that, <laughs> especially when nobody is talking about what's really going on between them and within their family.
2: Well, and when there are oh, a cover-up. That may be Grant. But expectations, I think, expectations can also be a cover-up for how things really are. Like, you know, give yourselves a year to get over what happened last Christmas, (laughs) uh, last Hanukkah, last Kwanzaa and the next thing you know, those expectations are actually, you know, a a delusion really, Uh, something that's getting in the way of us acknowledging what things were really like last year and the year before and then like you said, Leslie, you know, back at home when we were growing up.
1: Well, and and exactly, that- and this is this is one of those things that I think nobody ever bothers to stop and think about. And when I talk to my couples, I, I always say the first time you should sit down and talk about the holidays is the first year that you are an official couple, but maybe that's before you're married, definitely before, hopefully before you have children, because we're trying to combine what you're used to, what I'm used to. And then of course, we talk about the extended families and the pressure to keep everything the same. And I'm, you know, I, I keep thinking I need to have one of those little time traveler things that Hermione Granger had in Harry Potter so I could be in two places at one time, <laughs> uh-huh, but uh-huh. we can't do that. We just keep no, adding to and that. adding.
0: You're you're front-loading it uh, with uh, with a short fire fire way of creating disappointment. If you're not talking about what holidays have been like when I was growing up and sharing that information together, it's a setup to be disappointing one another. Right. So
1: how how do you guys? Because I know that you work in this field. So how do you recommend that people? confront well maybe maybe that's part of the problem is we don't want to confront it but but actually that's right. That's right. take a look at what they really want
2: well, Danny and I got together you know over the weekend to kind of talk about what this was about to talk about you know the ways in which our concept uh, relates to this, and we came up with four pretty simple points uh, that we could offer as that we do offer as recommendation to the people that we work with and and the first one is the one that we're all over this conversation already, and that's expectations. We really ask people to consider. Managing their expectations. And number two, we ask people to, comp- to consider how they are comparing themselves, especially when they're comparing their insides with other people's outsides. They're comparing right. themselves with what it looks like, you know, what the Joneses' Christmas looks like, what the, you know, w- w- you, all those kinds of things. The, the next one is overthinking. We think that we wind up doing an immense amount of thinking about this that isn't very productive, gets into obsession. And the last one, I think, is where this all leads, is we you know, sort of ironically over-prepare. We spend so much time over-preparing, thinking about how it's going to be, preparing ourselves, girding ourselves, you know, and in the over-preparation, we kind of forget the plan. We actually forget that we might be decent, we might actually have resources, we can join forces with other family members, with our spouses. Uh, with our partners and actually plan something together, do this sort of uh, holidays at collaboration rather than some kind of uh, you know one person show.
1: But but then you run into this. But my family's always done this,
2: mm. and that's right. So
1: you know, I mean, and it's really interesting. And and I was talking before we started started the show that this actually may be the very first year that my son is not in my home Christmas Mm. Eve and Christmas morning. Mm. And it's kind of like, well, this might be a little weird, but it's also part of the process of allowing our children to grow up and kind of form their own families. And I don't know what it's going to be like. I have no idea. And it's like there's a part of me that's really nervous and uncomfortable about it, but there's a part of me that says, eh. It's new and different. Go for it. Mm -hmm. But how do we help people get to that mindset? Well, I I think, think, again, um, having a –
2: go ahead, Danny.
0: One of the best pieces of advice that I've ever been given um, was given by a friend of of mine um, before I went to visit my family in in Charlotte uh, when he told me, you know, every time you go to visit your family, you go there with a list of expectations of how you want them to be. And you're just (laughs) lying in wait for the ways that they're not going to be that. So you've set yourself up and them for failure, for an unhappy visit. What you need to do is leave that list at home. What great
1: advice. Did you?
0: How about it? How about it? And when I I started leaving that list at home, it wasn't easy at first. But when I started to do that, what a difference it made in how much all the members of my family were able to enjoy one another. Uh, Partly because I wasn't... uh, lying in wait for somebody to do or to do or say the wrong thing and everybody else wasn't nervous about what is danny going to think of that and what a what a what a revolutionary concept to allow each person to be who they are and where they are without getting angry about it without getting upset about it disappointed that's
1: right well and i want you to reiterate that again because you said something i don't know if you realized you said it but you said something that was critical You did something different, and everybody else was able to relax. And to me, that's the power that we have is that if we go in with a plan and do something different, it allows everybody else to settle down.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, leaving that list at home, leaving that playbook at home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It it, it seemed like a simple thing, but it made all the difference. And, you know, an interesting thing about that was that uh, after that, I never dreaded going home again after that. And I used to dread it as much as you ever heard of anybody dreading going
2: to their family (laughs) for the holidays. That's true. You did. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard the stories, and and <laughs> listening to talking <laughs> talking about these stories is actually partly how Danny and I came up with these four kind of simple points. And I think you're right, Leslie, that if you think about it, the getting out of our own way and letting something happen that's different from before is is something that that can happen very, very naturally. And it, it, it's sort of like if if we allow it to.
0: And you know, a nice thing so about that is. And the mm-hmm. nice thing about that is then you've eliminated the possibility or, or reduced the possibility of a lot of disappointments and bad yeah. feelings. And when you clear all that stuff away, well, I'm thinking about it because uh, my mother and father both died in, in 2011. And by mm-hmm. the time they died, um, I didn't have any uh, – I had very little baggage of disappointment and bad feelings left over uh, to, for me to live with for the rest. Of my life because we were able to come to a tremendous resolution in our own relationship. Well, that alone is worth the price of admission.
1: Right. Well, and the thing is, and I want to relate a story because you were talking about doing something before the holidays, and I actually had an experience in my family on Christmas Day itself. Uh And we're all sitting around the table having breakfast and i started to tell a story and i realized that the only person who is listening to me is my husband and he had already heard the story (laughs) so i literally stopped speaking mid-sentence and nobody noticed (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, was really,
1: I was really hurt, and I was angry, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. And so a little bit later, I was in the shower, and, I'm, and I was like fuming. I was just, you know, my goodness there was water coming down because I was just sputtering. And I finally had this aha moment of, do I want to let this ruin my entire day? Ah, uh, bingo. Yeah. And I said to myself, you know what? No, I don't. I have the power right here, right now, soaking wet (laughs) to decide that I want to do it differently. And so I think that... If people can understand, and I'm not anything special, really, <laughs> I'm pretty normal, <laughs> you know, and it's, but, it, but it really was, I mean, it was really like somebody had wonked me upside the head going, what are yeah. you doing? And so how do we empower people, especially when they're back in their families, how do we empower people to realize they can make those choices?
2: Well, simply, we, uh, you, what you said, somehow you discovered a pause button, and we highly recommend that. A, a pause button to give yourself some, even if it's seconds, between something happening and your absolute need to react to it. I mean, that, that can be the difference between a good holiday season and a holiday season that you're going to have to make amends for for the next, you know, five years, you know. <laughs> How do we help people install a pause button? I think it, 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 it's, it's a great question, and your example, you know, at least hints to how, how we do that. Another
0: good thing to remember is that probably every single person sitting at that table had their own anxieties about what this holiday was going to be like, just like you may have done. Uh-huh. And and so we all need to be able to give one another space for being who and where we are, and to yeah. remember to be hospitable to that. Again, instead yeah. of loading them up with my expectations.
1: That's but right. they're supposed right. to be the way I want them to be, aren't they? <laughs>
2: yes, they are. <laughs> well, and you know, here's here's what we discovered that when we really talk to people, sometimes about holidays. It's actually their expectations that have changed who they think the people are that sometimes when people get over what, I mean, sometimes in New York, people call the holidays the Bermuda Triangle, Thanksgiving, (laughs) Christmas, and New Year's. And we say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Do you really experience the holidays as the Bermuda Triangle? Or is that just what you believe because it's in the air? Because a lot of people, when they hit that pause button, can back off and say, you know what? I don't hate the holidays. I don't hate mm-hmm. my family. I've actually enjoyed it. I just put so many expectations and the pressure, especially as I'm getting older, are so high that I, you know, like we said in the beginning, like we kind of, Danny and I and Grant, we talk about getting stuck on one side. Yeah, I, I of am on the call, orders. actually.
0: And, <laughs> oh, no, <again.
2: laughs> you know, so we, we talk about this. We talk about getting stuck in one side or the other and, and creating a log jam so that we're not really in a recipro- reciprocity, that that empowerment that you talked about is very, very hard to achieve when you're in self-sufficiency.
1: Well, and, and part of it, it I think, well, and, and, and you just said that. I think part of the stress, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot because this time of year is, usually really bad for my clients and January ends up being really good because I get a lot of people calling me because they're just trying to get through the holidays is, you know, we, we keep adding stuff on to our plates and we never think, Oh, I get to take something off and we're all only given 24 hours a day. So I don't know where the extra time's coming from, Mm -hmm. but also there's this idea, I think, especially if you're a parent That you don't want anybody to be disappointed, Uh, and so yeah, we try to make perfect whatever you know, like you know Norman Rockwell, Hallmark, whatever, whoever decides Mm. perfect, and there's really no way to. Be perfect unless you can get in somebody else's head and figure out what they think is perfect, because mm-hmm. it isn't necessarily did I get this particular gift or did I spend you know did, did did we do this other traditional thing whatever it might be you know and I think it's that huge stress about not wanting to disappoint somebody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, of course that's real, um, and. and, and as I said before, um, one of the things you have to, to re- remember is that everybody is bringing their own stress and fear of disappointment to the table. I think a really important rule to remember is that what has always been is not what always has to be. And uh, the things great. That, that, the things that have been disturbing, they can stop right now. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Live, all you have to do is look for what your own part in that was. and
1: Oh, now there's the trouble, though, is because I can look at everybody else and go, well, this person did this, and this person did this, and this person did that, and I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but maybe if <laughs> you hit pause, you can. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you did. I mean, I heard, Leslie, I actually heard you say that you did. That you actually did hit pause. And you didn't necessarily come back with, oh, here's how I created the scenario for myself. You didn't do that like right. Danny suggested. Maybe you that's right. a little more sophisticated operation. Right? <laughs> but you did hit pause for any of us. But I you did. did hit pause. Right. And you did say, like Danny's saying, this doesn't have to be the way it's always been. This doesn't even have to be the way it was five minutes ago. And that's really a brilliant moment. If we can offer our patients, our clients, our friends, our family that moment. I mean, wow, what a what a holiday gift. right? (laughs) That is a great gift. This is grand. Mark, as you as you pointed out, and I think your question is kind of a
0: deep question. um, How how can we help empower people? You had to
2: reach a moment of real sort of frustration and suffering to have Mm -hmm. that
1: shift take place. Right, right. That's true. Well, this is Happily Ever After is just the beginning. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking to psychologist and psychoanalyst Dr. Mark Borg and psychiatrist Dr. Grant Brenner and registered nurse Daniel Berry about how you can get a handle on holiday stress. And before we continue this wonderful conversation that we're having, I want to take a moment to remind you that you don't have to try to manage your stressful relationships all by yourself. The added end of your stress is often seen as the make or break time for relationships. And if that sounds like you, take a moment and send me an email or give me a call and take advantage of my free, no obligation, Create Your Kick-Ass Marriage Strategy Session. And while I can't make any guarantees, I do know that not taking action will leave you in the same place you are today. So you can reach me at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's foundations, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coachingnc.com. Or you can call me at area code 919-924-0463. Um, so now back to this conversation about trying to reduce, because I'm not going to say eliminate stress from <laughs> <laughs> our relationships. <laughs> so is there, is there a difference between dealing with your own family and going to the in-laws?
2: Hmm. Huh. <laughs>
0: One of the things that I think of, you know, whether you go to the in laws or not, I, I think an important thing to do is to respect that your partner comes from who these in-laws are and it's so important to be willing to accommodate that because you want that same kindness and hospitality extended to yourself and and to remember also that they were who they are long before you met your partner your spouse and that's just basic good manners well, at the, holidays, yeah. <laughs> at the holidays, that may be the hardest time to to bring to bring oneself to a consciousness. And that all that's being asked of me is to be polite in the same way that I would be polite to somebody uh, on the subway or or to a client or a patient that I'm dealing with.
1: Right. Not having ridden the subway very often, I'm wondering, are people actually polite to each other on the subway? But- we are.
2: We are. We, are. we, we really Good. are. We have to be. We wouldn't, I don't think there would be a New York City if we weren't. I mean, the whole thing would have been pulled down by the rafters. Yeah. You know, we, right? it's natural. <laughs> yeah. I, I have, well, why to, I have to say yes and no on the subway politeness. <laughs> <laughs> I, but
0: I think why the subway <laughs> tends to split people into two groups, the nice ones and the not so nice ones. <sighs> mm.
1: Well, why is it so difficult? I mean, I agree that, it, you know, we can just be polite. And one of the things that I actually recommend to people, if they can at all pull it off, and it's probably getting a little bit late to do it right now for this holiday season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you cannot stay in somebody else's home... Because, yes. that cre- because that creates all kinds of challenges for people. Yep. Um, yep. You know, it's very difficult to kind of be by yourself but also be part of. And I, when I recommend hmm. that to people, they kind of look at me like, well, but, but my mother-in-law or my mother will be really insulted. And I'm going, well... It actually gives them a little bit of a break, too, (laughs) because whether you're the host or the guest, depending on how long you're together, that can be really uh, pressure. It's a lot of pressure.
0: I think a lot of people people (laughs) do overplay that card. It'll hurt my mother's feelings if if I don't stay with my mom. Uh, I found Uh out that. That really wasn't the case. My mom really liked it when I stayed somewhere else. Because yeah. she yeah. was able to get her household, run her household the way she wanted, and not have to step around me in every time that, that she made a move. It was great. And then she would tell me what time she wanted me to be there and for what, whether it were breakfast or dinner or what have you. And I did exactly as she asked. It, just, it, it cleared the stage for us to enjoy one another a lot more.
1: Well and, well, and I, I think, think it's it a little also bit more acceptable that. to say that, hey, I'm just going to go, you know, I'm going to go back to the hotel and take a nap versus just like disappearing into a room in the house
2: yeah. where you're actually yeah. present,
1: cool. but, you're not pre- but, you, but you're not present. You want some time right. to like, okay, I got to decompress sure. here. That's sure, sure. Right.
2: That's right. Yep.
0: I liked, yep. I, I liked doing that. I liked doing that. It made me feel a lot, uh, a lot more freedom. Also, to keep up with my life, if I needed to, if I needed to catch up with my email, if I needed to call my partner on the phone and speak with him for a while, it gave me mm-hmm. an opportunity that I could do that. That was, right. that was a great outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, as my mom and dad aged, as much as my mother and father loved me, that didn't necessarily mean that they wanted their 50-year-old son underfoot all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not imagine so. Yeah, you know, that's been. I think that's been that's been a holiday saver for me and my family for years too. I, I go, I take two, I take a multi destination journey to Oregon and then California. We found that you know, having that hotel, having that place to go, it's it, it, everything we've been talking about. It allows us to decompress. And and you know, we for years made the mistake of thinking that the person who was hosting this holiday party was, you know, drawing everybody in and she wanted everybody there and. And, you know, there was this great thing that everybody was doing for them, for that particular family to go all the way there and to spend all this money. And truth be told, 10 years later, we found out that it was just a terrible hassle for her and that she was feeling terrible <laughs> pressure. And so maybe one of the big uh, suggestions for the holidays is can we talk? You know, can we talk about what right. this is like for each other? Can we create a – and maybe before that, can we even create a safe space where we can actually talk to each other honestly about what this is like. I think that's the answer to the in laws. I think that's the answer to the spouse, you know, who feels like, Oh, I need to sleep in my childhood bed, you know, whatever. Right. You know, it's conversation, you know, let's talk about this.
1: Who knew that the answer was conversation? What what a no, what a I novel know, concept. I know, I
2: know. What a crazy I'm sorry idea. I blew it.
1: <laughs> you guys are just you guys are just wild and crazy. I can get that. I know, <laughs> I know. You know.
2: <laughs> well we live so in we New know. York, you know, we we have to find our way onto the subways if we're grant. <laughs> <No worries.
1: laughs> well, I mean and you know, that's and that's why I talk to people and you know, I really would have loved to have had this conversation with you guys, oh, back in September because it's really <clears throat> getting people you know, when 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 those when those decorations are actually you know, I I remember when you're before I left for school in, in September I was in a Hallmark store and they already had the Christmas decorations out, and I'm going, oh, my God, stop, stop. But Maybe we should to take I- them down. <laughs> uh, this idea that we need to plan this. So this is why I suggest to, to my couples that you start this process early, that you start having this process about what do we want to do for the holidays and how do we want to make it our own so we're suddenly not on whatever this is, you know, mid-December going and now telling somebody, hey, I'm not going to be coming or I'm going to be staying at a hotel or whatever, that we're actually giving people time, both ourselves, our partners, our families, to adjust to any of these differences.
0: You know, I think that may be especially important early in a relationship. Uh, if your family is meeting your partner for the first time. Um, it, it oh, may no pressure be there. Yeah, right, exactly. So that escape hatch is, I think, particularly important in a case like that, Uh, especially if there's some uh, real apprehension or uh, some real feeling that they, if your history tells you, my mom and dad tend not to like the people that I bring home. Um, And uh, so you, you, you want to diffuse that as much as you can. So give yourself that, uh, that place to go and mm-hmm. not have everybody on the spot all the time. That's right. Right. That's right.
1: And, and for me, if you can do it before there are children present, because, of course, children change everything. And yeah. what I used to do before I had a child, I may not be willing to do now. And I am forever indebted to my brother-in-law because my sister and my brother-in-law were the first ones to have a grandbaby. And my brother-in-law decreed that Christmas morning was always going to be at their house. Oh. And I went, Yes. So by the time I got around to having a kid, it was like, my mom was definitely used to this idea. And it was really and I have I had a great I had great in laws. And so it was like, yeah, Christmas morning, our house. Christmas afternoon, we're happy to come to your house. But Christmas morning? Ooh. And I went, Yes, thank Ooh. you. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice compromise. <laughs> <That's> nice <a laughs> yeah. way to do that.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important, but, but then we end up, and I know you guys see this all the time, of this intergenerational conflict where I have to please my parents, even though I'm 50 years old.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, and we see, it, we see it even going further because if you actually come back to, uh, to my original comment, we actually see – because we talk a lot about, as I said, care, caretaking. But so we don't mm-hmm. see it as just pleasing our parents. We actually think that we are compelled at times driven to take care of our parents and the holidays may very well be a time where we contort ourselves back to old shapes that we thought yep. were taking care of our parents, and then we just get back into old routines. It's almost as if we're mindlessly going through the motions, and everybody's playing into it. This is actually what we call, that That will be a definition of our book. Our book is called Irrelationship, e- and we believe that it's this caretaking routine that distances you from actually experiencing it, so we actually think the worst thing that you can do on the holidays is exactly what we're saying: fall into these routines, and you're not even there. It might not hurt, it might not be scary, you might not be uh, consciously anxious, but the worst thing is you might not actually be there at all. You might have checked out.
1: Right. You could be physically present, but not uh, emotionally or or cognitively yeah. there.
2: That's right. right. That's right. right. That, that's, that's our big concern. That's our, our big area of focus, is how to help people be present with each other on the holidays, how to drop the routine and be present in yourself, in, yourself, in the way, in the relationship. How can you, you know, be present with and for each other?
1: So are, would you guys ever, because sometimes I will tell people that if it's too painful for everybody involved, it's okay not to. To go visit your family over the holidays? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you guys ever recommend that? Yep, I have. (laughs) I'll tell you,
0: it's not the thing that I would spring on them uh, a week before
2: Christmas. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. no, Definitely not. (laughs) No. Definitely not.
2: There are boundaries. There are definitely boundaries that include that. There are boundaries that include, especially if they're still in the process of being negotiated, say if someone's going from what has been a tumultuous or especially abusive relationship and they've mm-hmm. just mindlessly walked into holiday seasons not really recognizing that they're being re-traumatized, sometimes right. you work out a system with the patient that is a negotiation, with, mostly between themselves and the therapist, which is to set a boundary that's actually functional. That doesn't mean they're never going to Christmas or wherever they're going right. to whatever holiday ever again but it does mean they're going to be more consciously aware of the effect and they might need a break and we might need right. as a therapist we might need to support that and like so, you said, that it wouldn't happen a week before Christmas <laughs>
1: right yeah def- yeah definitely yeah I mean this is, and I really do think it's helpful for people to kind of do a, a debriefing after a holiday to go okay what went well what didn't go well yeah. You know, what am I willing to do? Where where am I not willing to do this? And so, um, I, can you tell my listeners a little bit more about the book and how they might be able to find out a little bit more about what you guys do?
2: Grant, you want to tell them? Um, no, it's okay. You can go ahead. I'm sort of checked out because I'm not because I joined late, um, so I, I think I'll remain a little checked out. <laughs> All right. So our book. Danny, you want to go for it? You want me to? (laughs) Okay. Uh,
0: Our book, (laughs) (laughs) Irrelationship. That's right. What's the name of our book again? Irrelationship. (laughs) Using dysfunctional relationships to hide from intimacy.
2: How how we Um, use dysfunctional. How we use dysfunctional relationships to hide from intimacy. Whatever the title is. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's a very, it's 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 a very stress, stress (laughs) stress-provoking title. Yeah. Right. Well, we have, actually, that's true. Actually, a lot of people have asked us what the name of our book is, and we've told them, and they said, Oh, I really would like to read that book. And then we explained a little bit about it, and they said, I'm never going to read that book. <laughs> Basically, our book, <laughs> in relationship, you know, is, is this uh, we, we think of it as a jointly created psychological defense system that two people create together to uh-huh. defend themselves. From, from the anxieties that come along with being close to someone, we, we think that it defends them from experiencing empathy, intimacy, vulnerability, and, and, uh, and, and emotional investment.
1: Right. All those, all those things that we need to have to have great relationships that scare us to right. death.
0: That's right. Be so, present. And the idea of, of confronting a a, a, uh, a lifelong pattern of 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 escaping intimacy, of ducking intimacy, the idea of confronting that pattern it can be very disturbing to people because they're highly invested in right. not allowing anyone to come close. So when they realize what our book is about, they say, nah, I think not.
1: Right. <laughs> That's right. And so, can you can you give the website for that?
2: Yeah, we're www.irrelationship.com. Uh, you can buy our book on Amazon. We have uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, uh, and we're also yeah, we're blogging on
0: Psychology Today. Uh, oh, terrific! Psychology Today hosts. Oh, yep. Yeah, and uh, the the uh, the uh, the uh, the, um, the blog develops a lot of thematic material that that you find in the book, and uh, and also stuff uh, that is proper for the season. We've got stuff there that's great for the holidays right now. That's right. Uh, and
2: well, great. <laughs> our, current blog, so, our current blog is called Happy Holidays or Else.
1: <laughs> I love it. So even though we are smack dab in the middle of the holiday season, there's still time for you to reduce the stress. The key, as my guest just pointed out, is having boundaries, is saying no, meaning it, and not feeling guilty about it. It's important to remember that no one can make you feel guilty without your permission. So limiting the overwhelm and maintaining your sanity really, guys, is an inside job others can take advantage of you if you are not manning your own barricades. And this isn't about being mean. It's about including yourself in the equation when determining what is and isn't possible in the 24 hours a day we're all given. So developing a plan and committing to it, implementing it, it's the best way to take back your holidays. It's not too late for this year. And the sooner you get started, the more relaxed and enjoyable your holidays will be. So, what is it that you can take off your plate? Join me next week when my guest, Vicki Larson, author of The New I Do, and I will be talking about the pros and cons of having an actual contract for your marriage. So, until then, stay loving.